The following podcast contains spoilers for Atomic Eden. You have been warned. Welcome back, everybody. It's your host, Glenjamin Bunn, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. How Hello, Glenjamin Bunn. <laughs> How are you doing today? Uh, we're doing good. It's really, really hot day today on this gorgeous, gorgeous Sunday. But it's, it's like a sauna in my room. It's so bountiful. It's like it's a, mi pantalones es fuego. <laughs> Muy fuego. Muy fuego. As they yeah. say. <laughs> it is really hot. And I hate the heat. I prefer winter. I prefer mm-hmm. to be cold. I don't like being hot. I sweat too easily. And all you summer loving people can go kick rocks. Literally, so, go start kicking them. Start kicking them without steel toed boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again, too. <laughs> Just, I hope you get dirt in your shoes. Like, hope you, you have those dirt. little mesh shoes, and they go right through your shoes, and mm-hmm. then you got dirty feet. Mm-hmm. You gross people. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a fall guy myself, and how dare you people uh, wish this upon me and my skin? <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm fall and winter. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Let's, uh, how you, uh, we haven't talked to you. Actually, I talk to you like every day of them. That's what we, we always talk to each other. We always it's talk to break us up. But what have you watched since we recorded last that you can tell all the little men, women, and children about? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I actually I haven't watched any movies, but I tried to start watching shows. I haven't watched shows enough, so I'm I'm trying to dedicate this little year to maybe mm-hmm. watching some shows. Um, so I started for some reason with Jupiter's Legacy, which is on Netflix. Because like, okay, it's another superhero show. It seems to be getting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, trend on on Netflix and you know and you know all over the internet. So I decided to give it a shot. Never heard anything actually good or bad about it. But God, is that show bad? I've only got five episodes <laughs> in, and I I'm surprised I honestly got that far. Yeah. Um, the best thing about the show is that they kind of have these flashbacks to this one character's, uh, like, origin. But it's, like, the Great Depression, and, like, he's just a normal human being. And, like, that is the best part about it. It's just these little flashbacks that happens once or two times an episode. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really like it's really cool how they set it up. And then, you know, then you go back into reality where it's, like, this, you know it's the superhero world and it's just kind of gets really dumb and it just becomes really basic and just gross. The effects freak me out. I honestly, at one point started crying in the corner cause I was so scared of what was happening. Not <laughs> in a, you know, uh, like I was actually scared, but dear God, please help me. It seemed yeah. like a nice CW show, if not worse. It, it uh, looked like a CW show, honestly. So mm-hmm. when, when I saw that, I was just like, I don't know. I I I feel like Netflix shows have been slowly going downhill. Yeah, I was um, genuinely curious what a superhero Netflix show would look like, and uh, if that was it, well, I, I probably won't watch another one to be honest with you. Yeah, but yeah, uh, and, and then I, and that's also another reason why I don't start watching shows because like mm-hmm. if they're bad and then but you're invested, like Caitlin gets invested in bad shows all the time mm-hmm. she's like man this show's terrible i'm like why are you still watching it and she's yeah, like just don't waste I'm, my time i'm invested at this point <laughs> i'm like yeah. that's a dumb reason but okay yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> reason 
Um, and then after giving that up really quickly, I, uh, I actually re started rewatching Scrubs, which is a show that I always, I used to love, absolutely, mm -hmm. um, when I was in middle school and high school, because I came home and that was like one of the things on, on Comedy Central, and I just cranked that bad boy on, and uh, loved the show. I uh, just started, I actually am on the last episode right now of the first season. God, I still love that show, man. And it's kind of very painful, the fact that I realize what character I am in real life. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, the janitor character in there. He's got the maintenance like uh, suit on. And he's always a smartass to all the employees that work at the hospital. Mm -hmm. That is quite literally me <laughs> taken from that show in real life. And I never noticed until rewatching this. And it scares me. What character would you say I am? Uh, probably Dr. Cox, honestly. Dr. Cox? I, oh, yeah. I, I like Harry that. Harry Cox. I was never a huge fan of Scrubs, but I always liked Dr. Cox. Mm -hmm. um, he's the one that just like yells at people all the time, right? Uh, pretty much, but yeah, he's, but he's, like, re he's well, really a, good a dude underneath way. it. Yeah, yeah in very a lovable, lovable way. Because I like yelling at people for fun, like mm -hmm. not to be taken seriously. I know his character is to be in their world taken more seriously. Um but like I, I mm -hmm. like yelling at people just to f fuck with them. So <laughs> yeah, he he just he, yeah he yells at them all just to fuck with them. But then he's actually like an actual genuine character who cares about his his doctors and stuff like that. And it's pretty, yeah, it's a really great show. I do love it. I can't wait to get to the rest of the seasons. Never mm -hmm. thought I'd actually rewatch it, but you know, because you know on Comedy Central it was always this episode and then randomly this yeah. episode and then this episode. So it was. It's nice to get back into it and watch the whole thing. I hear the last season's kind of butt, so I might not just watch that at all. Yeah, th that was when they uh, they all left, mm -hmm. um, or at least Zach Braff left, and they had Dave Franco was there for some reason. Yeah, I, I assume um, they just got new interns or something like that. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing. I tried remember. to change it up. My sister used to love that show, so she was very. It's a great upset. show. Yeah, I you know me and TV shows like mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like if I'm not 100% in love with it I don't like wasting my time mm -hmm. and uh, um, other than that that's literally all I've watched this yeah. whole time very busy boy this week and very very hot sweaty boy this week as well that, that reminds me uh, last week I, we didn't talk about the fact that I watched Invincible at your mm -hmm. behest oh yeah yeah um, so yeah I watched Invincible I I do like it. I know we talked and I kind of made you sad that I don't I, think it's I, as impressive. I overhyped it for you. Like, I knew what was going to happen, but, like, yeah. I, I was talking you, a There's lot. Some, some hope in, in yeah. you. So you absolutely love that show. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I have a lot of problems with it. I don't think eight episodes is necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially that last episode. The last episode was good, but the first 15 minutes of it are so incredibly repetitive Yeah, that it's just, like, that scene in, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where they're just like, get on with it. That's how I am when I watch <laughs> that that series. Um but yeah, it's a good show. I just I you know, me and superheroes, I'm never gonna be super impressed with them anymore. Yeah. Um, Especially when there's characters who are pretty much literally and <laughs> this is when the title card would pop up. Invincible. Invincible. And um, honestly I hated that thing. Every time they said Invincible the title yeah. card popped up. I, I I got tired of that. I thought it was cute the first time and then I was just like, Okay, now you're just trying too hard. Uh but yeah, it's it's a good enough show where I will watch the second season. Mm -hmm. Uh it's not like House on Haunted Hill, uh or Hill House or whatever is the haunting a Hill House. It's not like that show where people kept bugging me to finish the series, and it still was garbage. Mm -hmm. And I did not watch Bly Manor, even though they're not really 
related they are you know the same which i would probably interestingly enough say the second season was better but still, i believe you but not yeah, enough no, for I, me I don't to blame you I don't blame not you enough for me to, to waste 10 hours of my life mm-hmm. i could watch five movies or three and a half really long movies yeah um well i got i got a better result out of the invincible thing than i was expecting but at good. the same time you know i shouldn't yeah. have pushed on you so hard it's, it's all right baby it's, it's all, all right. right i love you <laughs> thank you for um, accepting me but this week i watched one two three four five six movies including atomic eating which we'll get into in a minute mm-hmm. uh the first one i watched is a uh independent comedy called the climb i have a 60 second review on our youtube channel for that uh it's a independent comedy from 2019 uh, one thing I will say is that a lot of it's sh- each segment is shot as like a one shot, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, you can check out my review, my 60 second review. Uh, then I rewatched another movie that I watched in uh, college in my f- history of film class called Badass with uh, <laughs> it's spelled B A A D A S S S S S S exclamation. It is uh uh directed by written and directed by mario van peebles and it is about his father making an independent film uh for black audiences in the 70s called sweet sweetbacks uh badass song i believe is what it's called the the uh the one his dad made uh his dad's melvin van peebles so it's um it's a great film for those who like movies about filmmaking uh, it's inspiring if you want to be a filmmaker because he kind of had all the odds against him. And uh, it's a really funny and good movie. You see you see Terry Crews like at the beginning of his acting career in that film. Okay. Um, yeah, a really solid film. Highly suggest people check out Badass. Or, <laughs> badass. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. Badass. But, yeah, so that, that I watched that. Then I watched Spiral from the Book of Saw. Again, 60-second mm-hmm. review of that is on our YouTube channel. It is a Saw movie. If you, need, <laughs> if you need to know more than that, you can check out my review on YouTube. Uh, the Woman in the Window, I watched that next, is uh, another 60-second review. I'm trying to this new format of 60-second reviews if people couldn't figure that out. You can check that out on YouTube. Uh, but, yeah, this is like a rear window knockoff. And is it, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. You tell me. Watch the 60-second review and then tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I stopped by my mom's uh, like a week or two ago, she was actually about to watch that. And I was just like, I'm leaving now. Yeah. I was like, I just have no genuine interest in this. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Don't want to give away too much because it's only a 60 uh, yes. second review. But I watch the 60 second review to find <laughs> out more. Uh, then I watched Kajillionaire, which is a uh, comedy film from last year with uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Um, uh, fuck, what are their names? God damn it. How do I forget people's names so much? How Evan Rachel it. Wood, uh, Richard Jenkins, Gina Rodriguez is in there. And it's essentially about this family of grifters uh, mm-hmm. who just kind of come up with small schemes slightly illegal uh some very illegal some not so illegal just finding loopholes and they're just kind of trying to live off the grid but also make money and uh yeah it's it's an interesting film it has its moments um i think it could have been a lot better but it's still a really solid film so that's kajillionaire then i watched atomic eden which we will get to in just a minute uh, and that's all I watched. Uh, so let's jump into some news. All right. uh, Glenn, is the news that you have happy or sad? Happy. Okay, so I will start with my news. Okay. Um, 
you know, it's not a Keystone Film Review podcast episode if we don't talk about a death in mm. the film industry. And unfortunately, Charles Grodin uh, of uh, Midnight Run and Beethoven and the 1976 remake of King Kong fame, uh, he died this past week on May 18th. And, uh, yeah, I, I, she's just one of those actors that was always a part of my childhood because of the Beethoven franchise. Uh, and, of course, he had a much more story career. Uh, I think Clifford is a movie that people hate on for no reason, even though it's a it's a funny movie. It's like, I think people try to take it too seriously. I don't I legitimately don't understand why people hate Clifford. Yeah. Um, have you seen Clifford? I've not seen any of the movies that he's okay. in, to be honest well, with you. Well, it's uh, essentially Clifford is Martin Short playing a 12 year old boy. And okay. <laughs> Charles <laughs> Charles Grodin is his uh, his uncle. And it's it's a really weird movie that I think works really well for today's audiences. Yeah. But it was so ahead of its time that I don't think people really accepted it as well in the 90s when it was made. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Charles Grodin, he was a great actor. Um, Robert De Niro had a beautiful tribute to him in a, in a press release, and, and he's just a, you know, great talent that will be missed. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's my news. So hopefully we can get the mood back up before mm-hmm. jumping into our review. I will I will do my damnedest. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, rest in power to Charles Grodin. Um, sadly, we must move on to the next thing. And uh, my next thing here is Henry Cavill was cast for Highlander. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, we actually just watched Highlander not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, who, who, was, who was the Highlander before? Uh, Christopher Lambert? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so, all, I re- all I remember is Clancy Brown as the bad guy. Yep, and so, <laughs> so he, I'm assuming he's going to be the new Highlander, um, which which is huge, you know, because yeah, you know, uh, fucking Henry Cavill is the be- best human being to ever exist, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> other than a other handful of people. You know, he's in that group of my palm. Uh, hopefully, he's taking Christopher Lambert. Him and Moss Mickelson are like your absolutely your, your dream three way. Absolutely, <laughs> stop! I'm already sweating. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, not that's not the only piece of news I have from that. Clancy Brown has actually gone on to state that uh, he would like to be the the Spaniard in in the movie oh, if, he, that'd be if cool. he could get back in. So that would that'd be pretty awesome to see him do that. Yeah. Um, Obviously, taking uh, Sean Connery's spot, you know the, the one who just recently passed away. Um, yeah, and uh, Clancy Brown's like a good age for that too. topic. <laughs> um, but yeah, Clancy Brown, if he can get back on the project, that'd be awesome. I'm glad yeah. he's kind of vocal about it, and I saw that because that'd be that'd be pretty fun to be a part of. Absolutely, I love Clancy Brown. He was mm-hmm. the best part of the first Highlander. Yep. Which, in my opinion, is not a great movie, but I understand <laughs> why it has a cult following. Um, and, yeah, then, uh, we didn't even watch the rest of them, but I, I can only imagine how they go for sure. I assume they get stupider and crazier. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that'd that be a cool thing to look forward to. Obviously, yeah. uh, Henry Cavill's got a very busy schedule ahead of him, and adding Highlander to it could be, could be you know, the first step in actually liking yeah. Highlander. Who knows? Uh, hopefully he doesn't have any projects where his facial hair needs to be digitally removed. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I know, well, I know he actually is doing The Witcher, so he might as... Uh, he's just not having any facial hair for that period, because uh, mm. that character doesn't grow facial hair from the oh, books, from what I, from what I understand. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. 
Henry Cavill with a beard is a beautiful looking man. With a mustache is a beautiful looking thing. Yeah. Imagine, Honestly, imagine like Superman him, mustache is lasering. Granted, him. I feel this way about most people. Most people look better with facial hair than they do without. That's true. Uh, it's man's who, natural makeup. Yeah, who can, can who can grow it at least? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you ears. think I've been hiding this no upper lip this whole time? Yeah, you got no upper lip. <laughs> None, just like yeah. my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy. Okay. Well, before you start weeping into your sh- your your elbow. Uh, maybe we should uh, jump into the movie for this week, which is Atomic Eden. I think so. Together, they must fight an army of madmen. If it's war that he wants, it's war he's gonna get. Who are these guys? Eight against 800. They just couldn't lose. American black exploitation legend Fred Williamson. German martial arts sensation Mike Muller. In Nico Sentner's Atomic Eden. <clears throat> Atomic Eden. Trapped inside an old mining complex somewhere in the ruins of Chernobyl, a group of international mercenaries must band together to fight an army of madmen, eight against 800. They just couldn't lose. Mm. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is. I don't know why it's turned into a cow. This is so random. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. This is directed by Nico Sentner and uh, written by Nico Sentner and Dominic Stark. Uh, it's starring Fred Williamson, Mike Mueller, uh, Hazuki Kato, Everett Ray Aponta. Lorenzo Lamas, Wolfgang, or Wolfgang, sorry, Wolfgang, Reem, Rhyme, Reem, Rhyme, one of those. Yes. Uh, N- Nico Sentner and Dominic Stark, Josephine Heiss, Heiss. Uh, I know a lot of them are German, which is try- why I'm trying to yeah. figure this out. And Jens Nier, or Jens Nier, one of those. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, this is a uh, v- v- very independent film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a budget of uh, two hundred, or sorry, two point five million euros. Uh, so very low budget. It, uh, an homage to eighties mercenary films. The producer uh, Derek Stark has told us. Um, Dominic. So yeah, sorry, Dominic Stark. My apologies, Mister Stark. Uh, and, uh, I went in watching this, like we, we, I know we kind of like were groaning about it because streaming roulette picked it for us. Uh, I, for one, like going into movies, knowing what they are before watching them. So I don't have super high expectations. Yeah. We knew, we knew exactly what we were getting into here. Uh, So what we were hoping for was a fun action movie that could be, uh, watched with friends Mm -hmm. what we got an action movie that was fun in moments but overall i feel like it was a little too slow moving specifically in the beginning um you know with this kind of movie you i I, you need to kind of jump right on into it and yeah the beginning opens up with a segment where fred williamson is just grabbing he's uh, collecting his team collecting the team um and it has its moments. This this movie really does have its moments. I think uh, the team involved definitely, you could tell, were very passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the biggest thing problem that I had with it was the cinematography. And the 
IMDb page. I didn't see it in the credits, but the IMDb page does not list a cinematographer. So I would not be surprised if a lot of the time they just had like somebody ca- just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone just putting it on sticks. Uh, Cause I really feel like this film could have been better with interesting cinematography. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of it, it. A lot of it freehand could have been very much a lot of close-ups. It needed that like like close-in shots a lot. It needed variation because a like, lot of it was like wide two shots and and yeah, stuff we, like that. Yeah, we we got pretty deep like decent good fight scenes when it came to the uh, David character, the fighter. Yes, yeah. Because during his scenes, those were all really cool. They they stayed caught up with him because he's really fast, dude. His his fighting cinematography was cool, but other than that, it was kind of like medium shots or anything, you know. They on like you said on sticks, and it just they weren't moving too much. Like it all yeah. just were just sitting there. Yeah, and again that that could be easily explained with budgetary constraints. Yeah, uh, the lack of a cinematographer. Uh, I'm I'm not one to say like hey these people made a film and that's more than most people can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that for this kind of movie, for it to really be pushed over the edge. Uh, for people to forgive a lot of the, um, for lack of a better word, cheap qualities of it. And I'm only saying that because it, it is a very independent, low-budget film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think interesting cinematography, would, and, and even just by hand-holding Yeah, literally that, freehand could have changed a lot of this movie. Yeah, yep. exactly. Freehand uh, camera movements would have would have made it a lot more interesting uh but it, you know it's not without its moments i think there's a lot of um really funny moments and one of the things that i kind of appreciated is uh a few of the characters kept trying to make uh, the male characters of course tried to make like sex sexist jokes to the yeah. women and the women just like weren't having it i i really yeah. I, I enjoyed that they just like stared at them until they realized how stupid they were being. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, it, for sure, like it, it definitely the characters were fun in in their own respective ways. Um, yeah, I think my favorite was like the priest. Um, oh yeah, the priest was a great character. I really yeah. liked the priest because like they were all they were all fun in their own ways. But definitely the priest was my my favorite for the cinema uh, cinematography reasons. Uh, David the fighter was my favorite. Like uh, just you know just following him around yeah. and doing stuff. It makes um, me wonder if the camera operator was one of the uh, main actors. Mm-hmm. Because like any time that David was in a fight, it was obvious that they put a lot of effort into that, and I wonder yeah. if that's just because the person who was running the camera was not in front of the camera. Yeah, because it kind of it kind of drew a lot of the scenes out when you were on sticks. So like it was all kind of yeah. not one takes, but they were very long takes. So it kind of took that away from you when you could have been in the moment doing that freehand stuff uh, and doing different takes with it. You know, it, again, like it, it's all just chalked up to you know maybe there is an actual reason behind it but uh when you're doing like these long takes you kind of get drained away from having the characters i think they they mess with the texan way too much and uh, it, it kind of that drew me out of it for sure because everything about him was just texan stuff like, it was mm. it was nauseating yeah and a little, uh, I, I don't, I know that again that the filmmakers are German. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if the actor, I believe he's a producer as well, Everett Ray Aponta, is uh, American or German or what have you. Um, but uh, most, uh, it looks like he is Texan. So maybe uh, he kind of just 
persuade pretty much anyone that's not in Texas hates Texas. <laughs> um, to to put it bluntly, so it's not as appealing to have a Texan character as you know some people might think. Yeah, uh, and I'm not saying like the whole Western thing. It's just someone who is so in your face Texan mm-hmm. that gets that gets annoying really quick to ninety percent of the American population. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of like its thing with every character here, though. Is each character is so in its stereotype or like yeah. its type that that's all they really are. That's kind of why I like the priest so much because he was the priest and then he became more than that. Uh, yeah. When once he joined up with the group and just became this, you know, badass character. Um, so everybody fit their mold and they didn't really have much more than that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess you could say that for some other, you know, movies or whatever. But yeah, we had um, we had that a lot of time where we could have explored that a lot, you know, like definitely. maybe maybe fleshed out their characters a little bit more. But yeah. instead. We just got these long, drawn-out shots of just, you know, sex jokes in between each other and yada yeah. yada. And every now and then, we had a good one-liner. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I don't remember all of them, but in the beginning, uh, when uh, Fred Williamson's character is trying to recruit the priest, he says, you'll never see me again. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Which itself is not funny, but the way he delivers it is pretty funny. Uh, and there are there are a few moments like that where it is kind of, like, charming and in the way uh mm-hmm. kind of is reminiscent of those 80s mercenary films where you know uh i ain't got time to bleed like that kind of stuff um, yeah. from predator uh i i really appreciated those moments but they're just kind of few and far between for this mm-hmm. for this film for for an hour and a half long film there could have been like so much more filled into it that we, yeah. we could have enjoyed Again, they they went way further than most people would ever do with making yeah. a movie, which is awesome on its own rank there. Um, but yeah, like with that, a lot of time you could have you could have done a lot. Maybe it's all coming down to crew. Who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I it has its moments for sure. Uh, I didn't exactly hate this movie in any way. I did not. I'm not gonna lie. Find myself bored. But, I mean, the moments really came together. I liked some of the characters. Uh, and the, a lot of the fight scenes, actually, were, were pretty cool with the yeah. with the Mike Mahler parts. They definitely... Um, or Mahler, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they, even the, the shootouts were interesting to an mm. extent. Um, I don't know if you picked up on this. There was one... Uh, one of the crazy people. Uh, first of all, the crazies are designed the way they're designed. Reminded me of George R. Uh, George Romero's The Crazies. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that was intentional, or if that was just like a cheap costume that you could get a bunch of. But I, 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 I was just thinking about the crazies junkyard scene, pretty much the whole film. Um, but um, the uh, even the shootouts were fun. But there, there is one sh- shootout scene where there is one of the Mad Men who has a silencer. Yeah. Like, what is the point of a silencer in an all-out <laughs> shootout? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I, I love that they were, like, most of them were wearing Converse's and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was. It really reminded me of, uh, you know, um, this is going to make me sound old because I'm not that old. These people are older than me. But, like, back when in my day of, like, making films and uh, student films, like, like – the costumes were like the top half of the costumes were thought out, but not the bottom half. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much just say, Hey, bring a shirt that you don't mind getting messed up. Wow. Uh, <laughs> if you were, if you were in this movie, you'd be called the boomer. 
The boomer. Jesus. <laughs> the you really just showed was, your age. <laughs> the boomer who was younger than the people who made this film. Uh, but no, I mean, like, it's it's a hard thing to have that much detail on such a small yeah. small budget. Um, so like, I commend them even for getting it done. Um, the uh, There are a lot of really funny parts in, in the fight scenes, like when uh, Fred Williamson, like, pulls that guy's head through a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, just little things like that made it good, but the the um, it really feels like they focused more on the fight. And while yes, action movies are more about the action than they are the uh, the dialogue or anything. Movies like like Predator, Predator, Expendables. Oh, that's a new movie I've never Pre- heard. Predator, of. yeah, <laughs> uh, Predator, uh, Expendables. Movies like that have good characters, and even though it's not like oscar-winning dialogue it the it has interesting fun dialogue and doesn't rely yeah. too much on you're gonna on always st- remember dutch throwing a knife and yelling stick around <laughs> exactly <laughs> or you are one ugly motherfucker <laughs> uh so it, it it just in a way it felt like they were trying too hard to be witty and not enough responding to the moments that they were put in yeah um if that makes sense and mm. Uh, I feel like had they done that, it would have pushed the characters that much further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like they had the allotted time. Like, I wish they kind of would have filled that. But, you know, constraints, I can understand for sure. Yeah. Being hard, they definitely, like I said earlier, went further than, you know, most people would ever or could ever yeah. uh, do. But uh, if I'm being honest, I don't really have too much more to say yeah. about it. The one last thing, there's two last things I want to say. Both involve the Texan. Oh, there, yeah, there's one <clears> thing <throat> I have to say, too. The the shot where, I'll let you go first in case our okay. one thing's the same. The shot where the Texan is dragging the body and mm-hmm. struggling really hard with it. Yeah. I was laughing my ass off during that, so I'm, I'm really glad. And, <laughs> and that's a, a scenario where keeping the camera static makes it funnier yeah. than moving the camera. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn, but, uh, Dominic Stark, if you ever want me to be your cinematographer, I'll gladly, gladly be that. Look at you, Um, you self plug. Yeah. Self plug. Uh, you can watch my movie, Eugene versus humanity on Amazon Prime. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) It's a self plug. (laughs) Written, directed, and shot by yours truly, Miguel Magusto. Anyway, Um, what was your your last thing? Sorry, I was taking some water in. No, all good. Uh, So the one thing that I wish they had done in this, it was right in the beginning when he's collecting the crew. Uh, He actually goes to uh, gather uh, the director of this, John the Sniper. Um, And I wish, because him and Fred Williamson were kind of having this back and forth, and Fred Williamson goes, uh, I forget the line exactly, but he's like, "I I don't need to see somebody to hit my target when I'm aiming at them or something like that. And then, like, he starts, bla- like, uh, John the Sniper starts, like, shooting a target. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I wish, he's like, oh, yeah, puts on some glasses. He's like, watch this. Starts blasting at the target, and then the target comes up. I really wish that it said F you when he pulled it off. Oh, yeah. That because that would have been, like, the perfect moment for that. It would have been a really good funny gag, too. Yeah. For the moment. And, and that's that's a, one of those things where, like, you don't have to be super witty mm-hmm. f- for little moments like that that build character. Yeah. Th- that's a that's a dumb joke, but it would work in that yeah. situation. Instead, like he, I mean, it still works regardless. He hits like all bullseyes or something like that. Yeah, and he's like, not bad. I like, still got yeah. it. Um, the last thing I have to say uh, is in the Texans' last moments before he kind of makes his last stand against all the uh, crazies coming in through the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says to me. 
but he says it with an inflection like he's going to continue. Yeah. Like he's like, to me. To me. And then he drinks it and then he just puts it down. I'm like, and who else? Yeah. Uh, so again, I, that's another one of those things that is 100% because of budget constraints. But yeah. it just made me be like, uh, wh- what? Hey. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah. Every problem with this movie is due to budget constraints, really. Yeah. Uh, more or less, and uh, it's it's a fine movie. They they made it. They made a movie absolutely better than most people could say. But I feel like it it kind of loses its fun factor throughout a, a good chunk of it, which uh, it really hurts it in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the the yeah. So will. Atomic Eden become a little shelf boy like the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden, or will it go in the trash? <laughs> Who knows? Let's Who knows? see. <laughs> Glenn, is uh, Atomic Eden a little... And by the way, Dominic Stark, if you st- are listening to this by some chance, it's not going in the trash regardless. It's no, just a, trash is just a joke. We put, yeah, it's just a we joke. Put, uh, we put... What, what movie in the trash? I don't remember. It was a really we, good we, movie we, put in the trash. So. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's just not... A, if it doesn't make the shelf, it's not on just the shelf. Just a joke. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Here's the thing. We, uh, I mean, I didn't hate this movie in any way. I understand yeah. where we obviously we both understand uh, budget and like what we can do with that. I am very flawed with that because I throw Mike ideas that we can't ever do unless <laughs> yep. uh, unless we eventually come into the lottery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, for for what it is, it's it's not bad in any way. Uh, we knew what we were expecting going into it. Um, other than a few moments, like two characters, I didn't really enjoy this too much. Other than that, um, but regardless, I'm. I hope they had fun. Like uh, we always have fun on our shoots, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, no matter what the project comes out. So as long as they had fun, as long as they got to have their little passion project fulfilled, that's awesome. But unfortunately for me, it's not going to be on the shelf at all. Yeah, I'd agree. This is definitely a movie for a specific viewing experience mm-hmm. uh, with friends, kind of just enjoying it, uh, not taking it too seriously. Uh, it can be fun in that kind of setting. Uh, but I do feel like there's enough flaws with it, even with that in mind, that kind of keep you from really enjoying it to its full potential. There's a lot of potential there. I think they miss on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that again, that is not to be a huge like clapback or whatever yeah. or shut down at all it's it's still uh, a good movie given the budget and um or f- a fine movie I, I i don't know if i'd say good but it's 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 a movie that has been made yep and that is more than most people can say and that you should be proud of regardless uh so yeah it will not go on the shelf either for myself okay so atomic eden does not go on the shelf but it does not go in the trash now there we go it just stays on tubi it's on the existence it's 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 in it's in the 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 movie sphere (laughs) uh but that brings us to plugs for this week glenjamin button what is your plug all right Um, a lot of people are gonna hate my plug but here we go i hate you i mean thank god (laughs) somebody does (laughs) hey i hate being perfect all the time you are too Uh, perfect god damn it on youtube um there is a, a guy by the name of andrew russo or Rouso, I assume it's Russo. He's also a TikToker. He's pretty big for his uh, his stuff on there. But uh, this actually came out in March 2020. It's a sketch that he made that basically is just him talking 
and he just goes into this weird Italian. I'll have to send it to you. It's it's so weird. It just goes on from this regular conversation about how a, a muffin is moist, and then he goes. His girlfriend's just like, "Ew, don't say moist. It's really cringy." And then he goes into this whole existential monologue for six minutes, and then he goes into the future about this muffin but it has nothing to do with the muffin. And he turns into some guy from Boston. He picks up a Boston accent. It's it's so goofy <laughs> in every way, and I'm glad it was made because I watched that today and just had a good time. At one point, he's just like, and the boy runs so fast. Ah, uh, yeah. It's just so random. It's perfect in every way. So, Moist by Andrew Russo on YouTube. That is all over that. I will... Send Mike the link because I kind of want him to watch it just to make fun of me. Okay. The sand. Do you remember a time of innocence? Just me, you, and the kids. He was such a beautiful boy, Diane. He could run so fast. Diane. Uh, so that is Glenn's plug. My plug for this week, uh, I'm pandering to you a little bit here, Glenn. Oh. Uh, so the show Invincible, which we discussed <gasps> earlier, uh, came out on Amazon Prime, and people are loving it. And mm-hmm. I didn't love it, but you know what? That, that doesn't mean other people can't love it. Liked it there, enough. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't like it enough. Uh, but there is a behind-the-scenes video of the voiceover recording with J.K. Simmons, Stephen Young. Actually, and actually just watched oh, that today, too. Oh, fuck you. I mean, thank you. Mm. Uh, and that is on the Amazon Prime Video uh, UK channel. Ooh, mm-hmm. UK for some reason. Uh, they switched yeah. it up. What? They switched it up on Oh, us. yeah, they switched it up. So, yeah, you can watch uh, a good seven minutes of behind the scenes, uh, kind of comparing the behind the scenes of them recording versus the final product. And uh, that is voiceover recording with J.K. Simmons, Stephen Young, and Sandra O. Oh, Invincible's BTS Prime Video on the Amazon Prime Video UK YouTube page. So we thought we'd start with scene eight from 103, which you should have there. Yeah, so you guys want to just run through it and, and we'll see where it goes. Mark, why don't you call William? And do what? Hang out? Go buy comic books after this? Hey! Watch the tone. It's, it's okay. No, it's not. Look, this is new. I get it. But you need to keep that separate. What happens out there, the mistakes, even the victories, you can't bring it home. It's the only way to stay sane, okay? There it is. My plug. So that brings us to our assignment for, our assignment for next week. Uh, I'm going to be a little Glenjamin Button here. Oh. And Glenn, I'm going to actually make you pick out of four movies here. Works for me. But I'm going to give you very vague information about them. Mm-hmm. Do you want an English drama horror mystery from 2019 that is an hour and 24 minutes? Do you want an uh, American adventure comedy family film from 1979 that's an hour and 35 minutes? <laughs> is it Clifford? Do- what? Is it Clifford? No, that's from the 90s, not the 70s. Oh, you got me. Uh, do you want a drama romance from Spain from oh. uh, that's two hours and 28 minutes from 2010? Or do you want, uh, I believe it's English-American-made uh, action crime drama from 1973 that is one hour and 42 minutes? 
Um, when's the last time we did a horror one, actually? Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to go with that, to be honest. Okay. Uh, well, if that is the case, we're going to be watching a movie that I have already seen, but I want to rewatch and I want you to watch. Okay. Because it's a movie that we should watch. <laughs> <laughs> and that is called Saint Maud. Which Actually, is gonna, I've been meaning to watch this, yes. so that's good. Uh, it's it's on our uh, 2021 Stony wa uh, watch list, mm -hmm. so it's on there. So that is going to be on Amazon Prime Video, Saint Maud. I just want to see you loosen up. I've got more important things on my mind. <laughs> There's my little saint. Maud, he isn't real. Nothing worthwhile comes easily. The good girls go to hell. <laughs> I turn to ignore you. Don't say I didn't want you. You must be the loneliest girl I've ever seen. I'm ready and open. And I feel fuller of your love than ever before. Uh, it is written and directed by Rose Glass, uh, starring Morfid Clark. Uh, oh, my gosh. All these Welsh names. There you go. Kjofion Dune, Jennifer L., and Marcus Hutton. Uh, and it is about... Uh, it, it follows a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, I watched this. I'm not going to say anything else other than I watched this. But <laughs> at the very least, it... it, it it, it, it requires a second viewing. Uh, and, yeah, so that's going to be our, our movie. All right. I'm ready. Yeah. Yes. So that is going to be our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike. KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get our spook on with same odds. Hmm. Spooky day. Spooky, spooky. Why did I become like a jock radio host? Moo. Moo. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>